0: Good morning,
1: fellow Gunners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I mean, it was morning my as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Um, Arsenal, you know, coming back after two old draw, against uh, West Ham coming to Southampton. Everybody thought, you know, this is, this is the moment where, you know, you can kind of just get that confidence up again. We we have been struggling two games in a row, and we thought, you know, let's get our foot on the, on the ball at home. Um, dominate the game, and and uh, there should be uh, easy three points for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Friday night under the lights at, at uh, the Emirates, and I mean, as you said, a fixture. To be honest, it was not only getting, also was you know buzzing to finally get some positive vibes going after those previous two draws. And I mean, look, awesome, like right? uh, you know, two changes. Xhaka uh, had to come out because of illness, and then Vieira came in. I mean, that. I wasn't actually like impressed with that because I still thought. I mean, it's basically come up against a team like Southampton, fighting for uh, you know uh, to stay in the league. Um, some you need somebody also with that sort of you know combative prowess in that central of the uh, you know middle of the park. Then Zinchenko also came in for Tierney. I mean, <clears throat> uh, we as we discussed last week already. I don't think Tierney must be always made the fall guy because either. You know, you, you, like you ditch the, the inverted left back and let uh, Tierney play his uh, traditional left back p- position. But, I mean, Arteta, you know, thought otherwise and decided to go again with that sort of setup. Um, the game kicks off. And as the ball is played to Ramsdale, he decides to send a through ball to Zinchenko. But also not really being alert as to that two guys are closing in on him from either side. And by the time he tries to play a through ball, like, in, in my opinion, a very cocky through ball, the ball gets intercepted, and Alcaraz in the a shot past the they Ramsdale. The One off Southampton after twenty-five seconds.
1: And just like we spoke about in our last episode, where we used to not let Southampton, you know, give them anything because they're battling. And all of a sudden, you know, they believe he's there. Arsenal again, you know, struggling to fight uh, a battle now, and now they had to, you know, push themselves and 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 almost pick themselves up again.
0: But I mean I didn't <clears throat> what I don't understand is like how can you get yourself in a situation like this every time where we did it against Bournemouth, get caught cold. Everybody's not trying that same sort of tactic against us, especially now that we if we're at, at the Emirates where it's all like you know they, they play a sort of kick and rush or whatever, and they know we're gonna either be nervy or they, look at that game also was against Leeds. At the Emirates, where they almost like messed
1: up in the first like one or two minutes in the game, so yeah, no, and 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 and, it's, and, and the problem that we've always spoken about, and we're conceding way too much goals at home, I mean, due to individual errors and silly things. But if you look at how many clean seats we've actually had at the Emirates this season, it's it's ridiculous, and yeah. like you said, you know, cocky play early on in the game you're putting yourself under pressure you know you're not in the best form at the moment so you kind of need to just kind of even if it's grinding at the result but now you put yourself under pressure one well down you know I like this I don't like conceding goals but I mean if you want to concede let's rather concede in the in the opening minutes of a game than in the 89th minute yeah uh then uh, six minute
0: Thomas Park in Odegaard exchange passes with Odegaard in the, like, letting fly from the edge of the box, the ball hitting the side netting. Then eighth minute, <coughs> Martinelli stings Bozuna's palms, with Zinchenko blazing the rebound well over. Uh, then 14th minute, Odegaard loses position in central Whitfield. Alcaraz nabs the loose ball and ends up freeing Walcott. The former Arsenal uh, uh, striker controls the ball and ends up blasting the ball ballpours, Ramsdale, Southampton, 2-0 up after 14 minutes.
1: I mean, they if you could have seen, I don't know if you saw the images, like, Rob, how deep Rob Holding was playing. Um, almost like he's scared to press in. Like, he was literally so deep. And not that he uses his, his fault as well. And I think Gabriel also... It's like, Gabriel becomes a wreck when he plays next to, to, to Holding. And it's like, Gabriel also this allows Walcott to coast in behind him. And, you know... Walcott's done that for years and years at Arsenal, and, and, and there he goes and makes it 2 0. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts were, but I still felt like, you know, it still early. Toward. I feel like we can get one right before half time, you know, it's game on, and I'm sure the, the wheels could come off Southampton.
0: Yeah, then 20th minute, Saka, uh, you know, finds space down the right flank, gets in across, and Martinelli ends up taking a first time shot. Ball beats the keeper 2 1, Southampton.
1: And I'm thinking to myself, come on, come on, this is it, you know, this is, we're back in it, got the early goal, even if we can get one before half-time, we have a whole half to to carve them open. And, I, and I'm I'm feeling positive and like, I'm just thinking, okay, this is going to now be a onslaught now, almost what Liverpool did to us, where we were literally holding for our lives. I yeah. thought that was going to happen.
0: Day 26 minutes, Ramsey ends up fumbling uh, Elgin Ducid. The ball ends up falling straight to Alcarazzo's first-time shot uh, uh, shoots. Ramzo manages to recover and make a fine save, tipping over. I mean,
1: silly areas, silly, silly errors. It just seemed like Arsenal were panicking with any set-piece is was happening with the Ramden.
0: Then, 33rd minute, Vieira his shot. The ball ends up coming back to him again, allowing him to get in a good cross, but uh, Gabriel ends up heading high and wide.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like this this side started losing the composure. I mean, from literally when the the, the run in the last 10 games, it just seems like this Arsenal side have been so nervous, and it's not the same side we saw before. I mean, you know, a 2-0 down and bringing it back to 2-1, Arsenal would have made themselves more of a menace, but it just seemed like they they were becoming anonymous.
0: Yeah. Then, actually, for the eighth minute, with all that injury time on the first half, uh, Saka ends up releasing, so, sue, so then, sees Bizuno. Uh I mean, I don't know what if he had now, what's the that thing that it, in two minds? Because the more I'm thinking, either place your sh- you shot or goal, but better speed around the keeper, he ends up shooting straight at Bazunu. I mean, he totally lost his nerve when the goal was beckoning, and I mean, Arsenal just looked so nervy in the final third.
1: Yeah, no, that would have been, that could have easily been you know, two all before half time and the left arsenal needed before half time. And then that
0: is where you can see that is where we need that that sort of you know lethal striker where you know you get it maybe just one chance in that in the half or whatever and you need to bury it. And how many times haven't we seen now the season over the course of the season where we we get that one guilt edged chance and we end up fluffing it. And I mean that's no, too much. Yeah. Then, uh, 49th minute, Ben White ends up having a header clear, close to, you know, off the line, also so, uh, you know, pretty pushing. The goal area becomes, a course, a, a scramble there. Jesus and White and Martinelli end up seeing their shots getting blocked in as we approach half-time. Uh,
1: this was. it just felt like it was uh, Lady Luck was on the side. But that with me also was working on my nerves because he was wasting so much time. Yeah. And the ref wasn't wasn't doing anything about it.
0: Yeah, so we move on to the second half, and I mean the game gets underway again. And and for me, like you know Arsenal, you know really ch- you know chasing the equaliser that we know was going to happen. Whereas Ruben Sellers, the Southampton uh, interim coach, he ends up actually bringing on another defender for them, going to start the second half.
1: Yeah, no, and and our first thought when they took it out Alketer Alvera, what's his name Alcatraz. I actually thought he was a danger man. I was really impressed with him when they took him off. I thought you know this could be a, a huge mistake for Southampton because it was like they've given the initiative completely to Arsenal now. And you know, as as much as 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 I thought we were going to dominate, yes, we were dominating, but we weren't making anything happen.
0: Arsenal in the 57th minute bring on a uh, Trossard for Vieira. I mean, again, I, 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 I was I out. that be really hard done by every time missing out on matches because I still think Arteta is, you know, once he has his favorites locked in, he's not like overlooking people that can actually create, you know, be creators in the game. So, yeah, changes then made 57th minute, then 66th minute. Ward Prowse whoops in the corner. Bella Kochap ends up getting ahead of Rob holding for a flick on. And the ball ends up going to the Farkas, where Zinchenko is fast asleep as Kaleta card steals in and.
1: In Spurs and 3-1 for them too. Yeah, it was, uh, for me, it was the, the nail in the coffin. Like, I was actually just staying into the bus, thinking to myself, it's over. Like, I just thought to myself, like, I mean, Rob Holding, first of all, as per usual, gets pooped at the near post or gets outjumped by somebody and he's supposed to be the centre-back. And then, you know, Zinchenko's not even watching where the player is. And yeah. I, mean, I don't know why he's defending in the box. Then I'd rather let someone else go and, and you know, 3-1 down. And I don't know how you felt, but I just felt that sinking feeling and think, you know, all this hard work you've done this season and in the space of three games, you've literally just, you know, thrown it all away. And thinking to myself now, doing calculations, you know, thinking to myself, when I take a draw, you know, not really, but I mean, are you trying to hope for something? And you're looking at the clock and you're saying, you know, 75th minute, maybe you need a goal and, and and maybe, you know, just before 85th and you can maybe be in it but you didn't know where the goal was coming from and, you know, shortly afterwards, Jesus had a golden opportunity to score and Martinelli put the ball in for him and, you know, Jesus just needed to steer the effort basically to the goal but for some reason he missed his chance and, you know, like you said, another chance goes begging. Yeah,
0: in the second minute Zunceku coming off and Ketia coming on. 78-minute uh, so trossard uh, is again de- denied by Lianko with a good block. Uh, Saka then shoots over the rebound. Martinelli then cuts the ball back. But Saka shot cannons off and get here again and into touch.
1: Yeah, that is just frustrating watching this happen. And you get it like, as eh, the, the time is ticking. You, you just feel that title race is like, you know, slowly starting to slip. And you, you're thinking to yourself, like, oh, why is this team just turning up against Arsenal? But, I mean, we've also made it easier for them. I mean, like you said, Trossard should have been starting this game. He's a wily character, and he actually plays with no fear. Like, you know, some of those guys blow their handbrake on. Like, Trossard, no matter who he plays, he's going to take the game to the stuff of the neck. Yeah.
0: The 85th minute, Martinelli comes off. Uh, Reese Dawson comes on. Uh, Then three minutes later, Arsenal pressing... You know, higher uh, up the pitch, Southampton so players are also like, you. I mean, visually you can see they were, you know, tired in on their last legs, really. Ben White ends up teeing up Odegaard with a cuts inside and then belts a 20-yard curl beyond the keeper,
1: 3-2. I didn't even celebrate that goal. I just thought, you know, that was maybe just one of those, you know, consolation goals that you did against Brighton last season. So, yeah, I wasn't too thrilled about that. I was just hoping, you know, the equaliser could come somewhere soon.
0: Then, uh, 91st minute, uh, Nelson gets the ball in the box, again with a slinging cross. The ball ends up, you know, kind of bouncing in front of Buzun, who, who manages to make the save, but, I mean, spoils the ball. And Saka then ends up, I mean, like, out of nowhere pops up and stabs the ball home, 3-3, and eight minutes of injury time.
1: That's literally got my uh, emotions going Ah, you know, jumped up from the way I was watching the game and celebrated and said get the blood in it, and, you know, I was probably feeding off the crowd as well, You're know, screaming Arsenal, Arsenal, like, you know, you just felt that we just needed one more chance, you know, to, to get ourselves back into this thing and, you know, who knows what the win here would do for the confidence.
0: Yeah. In the 92nd minute, uh, Trossard drops his shoulder, weaves past the Saints' defence and lets fly with a shot. The shot ends up beating Buzun and then clips the top of the crossbar.
1: Shot sure, that uh, actually you know I had me almost celebrating. I couldn't believe
0: it. Yeah, in the 95th minute, Tresus goes down in the box. The ref ends up waving play on the ball. Comes to Nelson, then he sees his effort blocked and sends for a corner.
1: Ah, you know, just you know, the ball just wouldn't get in and for the back. Well, in, in between those minutes as well, I felt was also wasting a lot of time, and the refs, like, I was hoping that you would add on, you know, extra two to three minutes because time was being wasted.
0: Yeah, then uh, 99th minute, Thomas Party uh, ends up wasting a chance with a long-range shot when, I mean, the easier option have been splitting the ball either left or right and letting the ball gets slung in the box. I mean, again, you know, lack of thinking from, from somebody that, you know, you're really depending on,
1: what was that about? You know, I, I was fuming, Hey, eh? Like, I mean, he was, like, what, 40 yards out? I mean, he was always going to rise. Why not just, like you said, sling the ball wide? We had numbers on the right of I had Odegaard and just put something in the box. Anything would have happened. But he puts the ball in, like, a Rose head, and that's, that's just basically it. Yeah,
0: I mean, again, two points dropped on a weekend when Man City had FA Cup duty. You know, it's really feel the spirit for me. So now I just want to now switch, like the thing now, like, like the way we now normally do the traditional way of, of doing our podcasts. Now we're going to always like, kind of freestyle it, uh, like the Man City Arsenal match. Um, I mean, as I said, I'm going to run through it differently because I mean, especially having to sit through the straight crash of a fixture. And I mean, we can rather pick apart the bones of the, of the game and, and also how we end up saw asses ended to us at the Etihad in this four one defeat.
1: Yeah, well, that's actually embarrassing. You know, you 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 coming through this game where you know it's it's all on the line. It's like like um, Gary Neville said too. Um, like when they interviewed him and they said like you know you could win the Premier League title in one game. You know, yeah, like you know you, you take it your the, the whoever up there you take take it all like you take the hand for just to have one game, if you can win it. I mean, even if Arsenal drew it, they would have stood some sort of chance. But, I mean, you know, the thing that I've picked up with Arteta that is completely different to, to Pep is that Arteta tries to force everybody to play in the same mold. Like, for example, like you mentioned, you know, he forces TN to try to play the inverted left-back. It's not... Tierney's position. Tierney is an out-and-out left-back. So why do not switch it up, but switch the team to suit his strengths? And that's what, that's what that's what Pep does. I mean, he plays to suit people's strengths, where Arteta tries to shoe on or, or, or everybody into the same position. And, you know, going with Rob Holding, who struggled against Harry Kane last season, in the crunch fixture, and that has been struggling um, since he's come in, I mean, the stats tell you that, and and you you suddenly
0: put him up against Erling Haaland. Yeah. And I mean, look, I've got now, like, look, I've got my little points of contention that, I mean, you and I can now elaborate on it. But I mean, like, the first point I made was, like, look, if we saw the previous three draws versus Liverpool, West Ham now Southampton, how can we not just try something different? Because it was like the same run-of-the-mill stuff. And I mean, you could see it it didn't take much for Pep and them to out-think or outfighters because like they knew everything and as much as I hate to say but it reminded me of of that latter part of, of the winger era yes. where opponents were not even thinking because they knew they were going to come with the same you know the same story same tactics same drab whatever mentality and that pedestrian type of football which they're you know almost like bypass and I mean look even though that Sellers guy said before the, the game when they asked him his tactics and this was on a on a on a Thursday afternoon when they asked him what he's gonna do. And he already said up front. We're gonna high press Arsenal to see how much pressure they can withstand. And look what happened on, on that Friday night game.
1: Yeah, I know it was I, I think Arsenal's players they just sit out. Look, I understand we are attacking side, but there are times and there is a place for where you have to change it up a bit, even if you make yourself more secure and, you know, try to, so not soak up pressure, but try to play definitely or play smartly that you can nullify City at least till half time, you know, take it to the break, nil-nil, no, no, whatever, and start, start allowing them to think and something them to play with with some doubt, but it was just too easy for him.
0: Yeah. And I mean, look, uh, the, the next point of contention was key battles that were lost in the, in, in about four areas I've got here. Because I've got Rob Oldie, because I just felt it was watching, like, you know, sending a land to the slaughterhouse. Because the way... Look, you all know that the tricks of a trade. I mean, anybody that's played football all as well, like from the listeners in it. When you want to draw out a defender and you know he's vulnerable, you do what... So every time they would play the ball to Ireland, to Ireland drops short. Immediately, Holding is going to, you know, s- sprint and race after them. And then all Ireland does is ends up flicking on. So whoever's making that, that, you know, continuing his run from midfield or whatever is gonna have already a caping hole to run into because Rob Holdings already, you know, out of his drawn out of position. And he was doing it over and over and over. Yes. And the next point of contention was Thomas Party, because yeah you needed some sort of control if you compare um okay now making direct comparisons, but I mean you compare the, the role that John Stones played, when when they were having to be on the back foot and that was quite rare, he slots into the like defence to make a back five. When the momentum was going forward for Man City, he's acting like a more attack-minded defensive mid, but he's like, you know, pushing past the halfway line. And with Thomas Party, as well he just left. And look, this was a match where Xhaka came back after illness. So of course, he's gonna be somehow still a bit short, like physically, because based on the illness now. So I mean, at least try covering it or, or sit back, at least, you know, do your role. He was never protecting the defense. And I mean, every time they were bypassing him again, he's like walking. Yeah. To the box to our about and, and, and one thing you could have picked up, I mean,
1: I don't know if you wanted 2-1 United victory when United beat um, City, but they literally stuck Fred on Kevin De Bruyne. And that's what Arsenal needed to do. You needed to kind of, if someone, if Ireland's going to knock back the ball, you need somebody that's going to, to stay on Kevin De Bruyne. And, and even if that meant, like I said, you had a kind of shifting system, maybe. Maybe yeah. you bring on Jorginho to add an extra body in the midfield. And, you know, you might you might need to maybe bet Jesus or something like that, where you kind of have a very compact side and just try to nullify them. But, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne picked up the ball and he like literally just like strolled
0: and the past like two or three players. Yeah. Then the next uh, position that I uh, had an issue with was Ketsu up front because oh. every time Saka or Martinelli were breaking the city lines, and look, it wasn't that it was going to be few and far between, but every time they were looking up to see where the target man was going to be, he was either going to be in central midfield or defensive midfield. So, surely a line has to be drawn if you're going to have a center forward because. It's almost like he's he's thrown away all that hard work he did in the first three months of his, his, his uh, off the career to a uh, uh, thing like uh, a situation where I was like having Lacazette again in the team. So then why then play somebody like that?
1: But but, but don't you think it's maybe something that Otete is is, is wants from his center forwards? Because I mean, Lacazette, I mean he's never been a guy that does that or oh, remember he Lacazette when he came to us, you know, all that box in the box type thing and I mean he's kind of I don't know how how Wallace doing in, in, in league. Oh, now But, I mean, I've seen him on the scores quite a bit. And, I mean, I see see Aissu's also, you know, dropping deep. Like, it's only one day is it something that Aissu's is doing or is it done by instruction? But like you said, you know, he, he's not even there front. And I watched City play up against Fulham yesterday. And they had a, a relatively strong striker. And the likes of Deers and Stones did have a tough time with a guy, you know, going up with him and backing into them, you know knocking into the killing him at difficult chance But I mean, I think with the issues playing up top, it was too easy for them. Like Arthur could do no plan B. City had a plan A and they also eat us with a plan B, you know, with island playing the long ball or just flicking it down into the midfield or like you said, playing the flick-on, which is something that City doesn't normally do. Yeah. Which was why we were court of guard. And I mean Rob holding I mean we saw him last season in North London derby when it was all on the line. And once again, you know, Harry Kane was you know, taking him for a joke. Son had him in his pocket yeah. and I think he didn't learn from that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, uh, uh, the move on to the next position also that it, that was, it was like, it earthed me a lot was uh, Zinchenko because he was, like what he was doing, I mean, City already saw this coming a mile off. I mean, he probably did it for them as well. But I mean, the minute he was pulling out wide, physically, Jaka was not up to task to yeah. So there's a temporary left back. So every time he was in this gaping hole on the left side of our Arsenal defense.
1: And, and that's just where you needed a Kieran Tierney. I mean, we're playing away from home against the Etihad. I mean, it would be nice to, to compete man for man with City, but the reality of the situation right now is you can't. You look at the squad that they have. You look at their bench in the FA Cup semi-final. You saw Haaland on the bench. You saw—I mean, when they got subs, you saw Harlan, Mares, Bernardo Silva, Diaz, Rodri. They are all just sitting on the bench, you know, waiting for the next game. But I mean, you are going to the Etihad? Make yourself difficult to beat first and foremost. Whether you you kind of throw in a back forth, Kieran Tierney. Or you go back three with with Kieran Tierney, um, um, Gabriel playing white, and you and you pull from there. You know you throw in Thomas Partey, Xhaka, and Jorginho, and you just kind of make yourself so defensively strong and solid, and have the guys to play on the counter. But we were literally opening up for City, and and that's why it literally looked men against boys. I mean, yeah. we it just showed how far we off. And for me. Arsenal also had themselves to blame. I mean, this like I, I know I always used to message you privately, you know, as you know, before, even way before this game was happened with City. Yeah. We had the opportunity, you and I said, build up the lead. I mean, that game against Liverpool, we threw it away. Those moments of madness at 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 certain points. I mean, um, I think was it um, we had opportunities to finish that game at Anfield, we didn't do it. Same thing with West Ham, same thing with Southampton. And you—you you could have gone to this game with a five-point gap, lose, and you still have two points on, on 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 Man City, or you know you 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 pick up your points against the lower teams. I mean, but this Arsenal side just seemed like they were in a free fall, and we saw the same thing happen last season. We had the international break, we lost three games on the trot, and then it is almost like you know you're now having to pick yourself up again and. I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, what was the point of us knocking ourselves out? Not that we knocked ourselves out, but, you know, we didn't never run in the Europa League, really. We, we, FA Cup was cut short, and now you, 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 look, you, you, your Carabao Cup as well was, was locked short. Now you, you're in a situation now where, you know, things aren't going good at the moment. I mean, yes, we're probably going to, you know, tie up second spot, but, you you in a situation now where, you know, the season where we were playing probably the best football for the longest of time, you almost walk away empty-handed almost.
0: I mean, what I don't get is the whole trend with this team that I've noticed. And it, I mean, it, it's actually stood out more like a a sore point now this season or this part of the season. It's like, this is the overconfidence they get when they go 2-0 up in a match where it's almost like tools are down immediately. There's no incentive to go on for the third. Okay, look, against so Fulham away, they looked ruthless and it, And I thought that was going to always be the trend. Um, you know, almost like after that Aston Villerski, I thought that Fulham performance was going to be almost like the, the, the bar or the standard we're going to set for the rest of the away games. Okay, might not have been, say, the City game, but um, the West Ham game, the Liverpool game and that. But it's almost like they just lose total focus and then the minute they, they, they make it, uh, the opponents make it 2-1, then Arsenal look like a total nervous record. and all that self-confidence and confidence in general of players are just gone. Uh, the team morale also looks very low. And I mean, the, the, that's why my, my The one, the third final point I want to bring up was, you know, like where to from here because I just think Arteta must be more consequent because look, he's, yes, it's fine, you say yes, you love your players and all that stuff but Look, the thing is, he is a football manager. He's not a father figure because Pep doesn't treat people like that. And I think that is, uh, he, as much as I hate to say, but sometimes you have to take a page out of the way, the cutthroat way that, that Pep runs his his club. Because, like, if he look how he called out Kevin De Bruyne and, and look at the performance of Kevin De Bruyne since then, since he was called out, he said like he feels he can offer more because he's, he's like, more like playing within himself. And now that he's expressing himself, he's ruthless to watch. Kevin the Barrena. And I mean, uh, the next point also in that little sub uh, plot that I'm going to bring up, also squad size and quality, because I really think at, at first start of the season, I thought, yeah, we, we look capable in that. But as the season wore on, you could see the minute we started losing players with injuries, then you start getting to players that Arteta even doesn't want to play. But uh, then again, this is not their fault because he's not giving in the minutes when they should. Because they, they make, exactly. there's games this season where we've been. You know, off at the races and really, you know, tear teams apart. And then you also play that, that strongest team right through close to the end of the game. Instead of yeah. right there, you make the changes. Like, if Pep knows he's got a, a game wrapped up or even, uh 10-hour, uh, then he's going to start making the changes. And that is the thing that Teta needs to really get into his his head now, especially now. Um, through all this bad and, and somber news. After the Brighton, uh, Brighton, uh, Brighton defeat um, last week, the midweek, so that even though we lost against Man City, it also confirmed that we uh, played Champions League
1: next season, yeah, yeah. And 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 my, my thing is, you know, you're gonna have to bolster the squad if you gonna play Champions League because you know, so the problem that we, we saw with Arteta, you and I knew Rob Holding wasn't good enough, he signed oh and he doesn't give him a chance. And and the way you give somebody a chance is, you know, maybe you play a game at the Emirates Stadium, you play with your strongest 11, but like you've seen. Pip Guardiola do it. Mari starts sometimes, Mari's doesn't start. Foden starts sometimes, Foden doesn't start. You can't play your same place into the ground week in, yeah. week out. If 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 you had to play Fabio Vieira when the game when, when when Arsenal are leading, you know, in, in certain not, not crunch games. I mean that's not the Hampton game, you know, it was, like, it was it should have been a gimme. But it was a crunch game. They're fighting for their lives. Arsenal are trying now to find form again. But now you play Fabio Vieira. Like you say, you, you start him in a... You know, you may be playing Crystal Palace at home or you're playing Leeds at home. Like where, you know, where Arsenal are playing well. You know, you, you you stop and change here and there. So just to give everybody some, some confidence, some minutes on the field. I mean, I don't know how Pep does it, but he leaves everybody that is about to play... You know, great opportunity with both hands. You look at Alvarez, the guy's their second-choice striker, but he won the game for them yesterday against, um, against Fulham. He got the penalty and he scored the winning goal. But he's going to go in the bench again next week when the when brain is back and it's a crunch game. But that's what Arsenal need to start figuring it out. And if Arsenal are going to go with the same squad and Arteta doesn't manage himself properly in the Champions League, we're going to end up bad in the Premier League and probably end up you know um last 16 if not group stages so he needs to sign three to four quality players now and manage his squad better because it doesn't seem like he knows how to manage his squad just
0: yet because i mean look at the situation as the veras with thomas Partios, because clearly there's nobody taking his position he's taking his place for granted clearly because you you cannot tell me that's just a dip in for me he knows exactly what he's doing because He's is getting reckless. He knows he's not really getting subbed or whatever. So someone like him, he has to make a, you know, a screw up or look f- physically naked before Arteta even holds him. off. where as I, I was thinking, I could even give, you know, the, the, especially the four players I mentioned earlier on, I could even give them a miss for the for the next game against. Uh, that also leads us now to the Chelsea game tomorrow. I would actually t- take a uh, call of them out already for tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I know it's they up. just need to go sit change up to on the line and just think about what they've done. I mean, you know, we have to play a Chelsea side. You know, I, I yesterday did the torturous thing of trying to, you know, watch Man City and hoping you know that they're gonna falter somewhere. And yeah. you know, I, I watched Fulham and Fulham gave him a right go because Fulham got stuck in their faces, Fulham were disciplined. Yes, they gave away a penalty, which I got so frustrated about that, you know, Cities not just getting it so easier the penalty getting given to them, but you know, Arsenal, Chelsea, you know, Chelsea's in very, very poor form, but something almost tells me that, you know, suddenly they're going to click into gear and Arsenal's going to be stage right, and we might see, like, you know, the league probably being completely out of our head, like, not out of our head, but completely done tomorrow. If this Arsenal side don't give us a reaction, give something almost that, you know, that City still have to look at. Like, oh, well, we still have to play, and City has to play Real Madrid tomorrow in the Champions League. No. So... Next week, next week, next week. Sorry, they're playing next week in the Champions League. So, so you know, get Arsenal. I mean, we can go back on top. Let's give them something to think about because it's almost like if Arsenal's going to play poor, like whatever the results City's thinking to themselves, you know what? We can actually now, you know, rotate in the in the Premier League because we have like four games in the bag to drop points and we'll be fine. So, you know, Arsenal need to to really, like you said, shake it up a bit. Trossard needs to start. For yeah. one, you know, he, he has to start because he will run the Chelsea team ragged, And I don't know, you know, where else are going to make the changes? But Rob Holding, if he starts again, I mean, I'm sh- surely you can play two centre-backs with the left foot. I mean, you I mean, surely what must he do to start the game? I'm sure he, he's, he's, he has the talent. I mean, you cannot say you're so rigid to a system where the left centre-back must use his left foot and the right must use his
0: right foot. I mean I still uh, f- uh, fully understand by that that idea you came up with last week or the how about just going three center backs and then yeah three backs because then Tierney say Tierney Ben white and and uh, Gabriel they gonna like show up that the heart of the where, that's actually where the most of the hurt is coming from there, Yeah, central defense and then have something like that there, then you got like you didn't use somechenko as a wing back and you use somebody because I'm sure somebody like Reese Nelson or even Saka could play as a a right uh, wing-back. So, I mean, just, just as I said, just mix it up because then it gives you also a wider range of variety that you can stick up front as well. Because, as I said, it's not going to work because we might as well play without a striker, uh, you know, take Jesus out of the team and let rosard you know, play as a false nine and go three, four, three or something like that. Just something different against Chelsea.
1: Yeah, I mean, we see Alex Ferguson do it in Europe where Premier League 4-4-2, Wayne Rooney center forward, you know, and all of a sudden, they play away game in, in the Champions League and he goes 4-3-3 and the way. is playing as a left winger because he <laughs> has a better work rate than Ronaldo and he feels that that's going to work better. You need to tweak. I know, obviously, you know, we were, 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 were very... Um, what's the word? With Emre with all time tinkering, tinkering. But, I mean, there's certain times where you have to think out the box and be like, OK, you know what? I can't play the same formation. It's not working for me. My players that I have in my squad... This formation doesn't work with everybody in my team. I yeah. need to work now towards my squad strength because there's no Saliba, there's no, um, you know, whoever's going to be missing. So now I need to, to make my team work so that everybody can get the best out of them. But pointless as going on the same formation, Rob Holding, I mean, Joao Felix or or Havats or so somebody's going to end up turning, holding and scoring a goal and we're all looking at each other again, like, you know, Adeta, yeah. well, and all of a sudden, like, what you said, because you and I, the start of the season, we spoke about it. I mean, you were never the fan of the Europa League. For you, you said, you know, you would like a right go in the league, you know, end in the top four. And, you know, I also said, you know, we get touched back in the Champions League by ukuba you know. And yeah. if, if you're up with this situation the start of the season, you know, we would have both said, yeah, I know, we'll take it we're back in the Champions League. but what the realisation of, of of this has, has showed us is it like, you know, it's almost leaving a bitter taste, the way the season collapsed in which we were so in control of it, and also it has showed us that, you know, is the squad ready to go into the Champions League and battle in the Premier League, and still you know, compete on a, on a FA, in an FA Cup and a Carabao Cup? You know, do, do, do the squad do we have enough in the tank to do both, because oh, you saw what the injury to William Saliba did, because it's William Saliba is the only guy, I clear at the moment we really missing. Other than that, we do have our full complement of players, and it just seems like the squad can't handle so many commitments. I mean, we yeah. are in the Premier League alone now, and, and look at us.
0: Because I mean like there was some podcast was saying the other day about, you know, who doesn't say that thing with Salibo happened this game or in training or whatever. I just felt that if his body got a full week's rest we wouldn't have had to force him to play against Sporting Lisbon because I think it already got inflamed or whatever issue he had was with that Fulham game already, if you recall. He fell yeah. so badly, And then he gets like forced into a game that he shouldn't even be playing in. And that was, like, it just, <clears throat> that was also the game when we lost Tommy Yasso as well.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, as you said earlier on, you have to also, besides now, have the sort of squad numbers in in quality as well, not just random, you know, uh, squad players, like actual quality that we can have a bench that looks similar to what, what City and them can put out. But I mean, that's like a, a, another fact was also have something where you have like, a, like an able guy that, that can come in, that can give yes. that a, a decent rest because I don't like I don't know if Rob Holding in his mind he thinks he's a ball-playing centre-back because he becomes an absolutely nervous wreck when he's on the ball.
1: And he doesn't yeah. want the ball, he shies away from the ball. If you look at that Southampton goal, that first goal, I think, where to played the ball through the gap. Alding was in a better position for that, but you know, he's like he shies away from calling for the ball.
0: And also, like when, when he used to send the ball up for the forwards, it's never like the sort of balls you see Ruben Diaz or even Virgil van Dijk play, or even Saliba and I mean, Saliba is very good in that way, he gives spray like a 40 or 50 yard pass and goes straight to the guy. You always know, these walls end up either into touch or going past the dead ball line behind the goal. So, yeah. yeah, need to do some serious thinking for the next, over the next, like, what, 24 hours before the next fixture comes up. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't have that much more to say. Do you have anything else to round off?
1: What? I know this is going to be, but w- what for you now, you know, towards the, the next, what's it, five, six games left? Five games? Yeah what do you want out of the squad and what do you say, okay, you know what, you'll walk up with your head out. I mean, I'm sure a lot of fans now, you know, are down in the down because of the, the, the performance is what? But like for you now, you know, what do you want to see at the end of the season, for the end of the
0: season? Either five or four straight, like five wins or four wins at least. No defeats in this, this next five games, but rather, if you're going to go out second, then go out with a fight. Like, yes. you know, you know, you take the second on the chin, you know you, you know what to now, the rebuild for the next season. But try to end very strong because...
2: I, I the, agree with rather
0: that. Rather push City all the way yeah. and say, look, you know, we're going to let take our foot off the gas because Arsenal were like, you know, right on our backsides. That's the thing I want. I don't want to have, again you know, a sort of... Uh, like, say they turn up tomorrow, then I don't want a limp performance against Newcastle or either. Yeah. Try to improve what they, they they failed with last season, especially against some someone like Newcastle turn up at St. James's as well.
1: No, you're right. you you basically saying that, you know, Arsenal need to... That, I know it's good see, it seems impossible, but Arsenal need to tell City that, you know, if you're going to drop
0: points anywhere, yes. you're going to be there. Yes. And I just think now, for me, it's like the way they were also mocking Arsenal players at full-time and that... Arsenal. I mean, if that don't shakes you, like, you know, shakes you down to the core of your, like, your soul, then I don't know, then you shouldn't be playing in with a badge for the badge. Yeah, no, that's
2: you're true. you not worthy,
0: you know, actually, the word I want to use, then you're not worthy to play for the club because you must really show that you will, you know, play, you know, like if you're on your last leg or something like that, you're still yeah. gonna, you know, give you all to the club. So, I mean, I, that is my sort of rally cry for going to the next five games. Now. Yeah, I know, I'm 100% behind that. Okay. So, uh, guys, hope you enjoy the rest of the, of the public holiday and the, Coming week, let's hope we can get on the track again. Come on, you Gunners.
1: Let's go Gunners.